in the book of James, James, Jesus's brother, he, he has this thing where he's like, you don't have because you don't ask. So my question to you right, right now, if God answered all of your prayers from this past week, what would have changed? Well, hello and welcome to the summer podcast series here at Freedom Church. I am your host, Mike Brake, pastor at Freedom Church, and I'm co-hosting alongside my really good friend, Stephen Castell. Stephen, how are you doing today? Man, it's it's good. It's finally a cool day out here in Virginia, so enjoying that. Fantastic. Stephen, I got a question for you. It's summer, and one of the things that goes along with summer is movies, blockbuster movies, all types of movies. Are You, you got any movies that you're looking forward to go and seeing, or have you seen any already that have come out? In this uh, stage in life, I can be excited about movies. Like Super Mario, super excited about it. But you just can't go see them very often. So I got to wait for it to come out on DVD or on a streaming service. Okay, so you're you're one of those, you got the kiddos in the house, so you got to wait for it to, to stream or come out on Redbox. And it usually takes us about three sittings to watch a movie, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. There's a season of that. I, we have just come out of that season, and so we are in full summer movie mode. We went, we did go see Super Mario Brothers, which was amazing. Uh, we've seen Elemental. Nice. Just saw The Little Mermaid. It, it was good. It was really good. I, I was pleasantly surprised. And, uh, you know, we got we got Oppenheimer that's coming up here in July. Los Alamos is losing their mind. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Mission Impossible. Like I'm just Barbie. De- oh, Barbie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your favorite. Oh man, I'm telling you, my my we got uh, two boys and our boys are going crazy for for some Barbie. I'm sure. Um, you know, Stephen. One of the things when you go to the movies, you have got to go prepared. And, and what I mean by this is, and I, I learned this, uh, this this last week, we went to go watch Little Mermaid. If you walk into the movie theater unprepared, there's, there's a question that we all have to face when we go in. And it's, am I going to get popcorn or not? Am I, am I going to get a, a Milk Duds? I don't know. What is, what is your snack of choice at the movie theaters? Uh, I like the Icy's. The Icy's. Okay. And, and so... If you go in just winging it, and especially with kids and all that stress after you just paid 60 bucks to get into the movie theater, and then you're like, hey, I'd like some Milk Duds, a large popcorn, and a soda, and they're going to be like, that's $78.95, all right? And you got your kids staring at, at you like, you better get this. If you don't go in prepared, you know, you're going to pay that $78.95 for those three snacks. You got to go in prepared. When you're going into battle, when you're going in to face a temptation, you know, do I want that extra butter? Um, of course I do. Of course I do. But I'm 42, so I got to be a little bit extra cautious on my nutrition and diet. Got to be a little bit prepared. Why am I saying all this? What does this have to do with anything? Uh, we're going to be talking about prayer today. And I don't know if you're like me, but I got to be intentional. If I'm going to pray, uh, winging it just really doesn't go for me. And as we're going to discuss some of these things today, if I want a vibrant 
prayer life, if I want an intimate, close relationship with my Lord and Savior, and we're talking about prayer, winging it just probably ain't going to cut it. If I if this is the most important relationship in my life, I got to be intentional. So we're going to get into that today. But before we do, Stephen, we are still seeking out that sponsor. We do not have a sponsor for our for the summer podcast series. And so we have a non-sponsor sponsor. So uh, who are we non-sponsored sponsored by for this episode? Uh, this week's uh, non-sponsor sponsor is actually Disney Plus. Uh, for the actual reality, Disney Plus is bringing this podcast to you right now as my boys are watching Cars 3 so that we can record this. Awesome. Thank you, Disney Plus and streaming Cars 3. So Stephen could be on the podcast and the boys have a virtual babysitter. We love it. No, no judgment here because we all do it. All right, well, we're going to be talking about prayer today. And the reason we're going to talk about this is we are at Freedom Church in the middle of our Red or Green Q&A series, which is where you guys have been asking questions. We voted on them and we're going to answer the top six uh, most voted for questions. Well, you guys asked great questions, like 35, 45 questions. A lot came in. And so we're only answering six of those over the six Sundays in July and August. So we want to take time during the summer podcast series to answer some of those questions. And overwhelmingly, there was a, a lot of questions about prayer, the topic of prayer. None of those got voted into the top six, but hearing the heart of our church family and, and all these kind of questions related to prayer, we're like, hey, let's let's go ahead and take take a look at some of these questions. I want to say real quick that I love that Freedom Church is the Red or Green series. It is something that brings the heart of the church to the leadership, and it makes it so that the the leaders know where the church is hurting and where the church needs to be taught. And so good job, Freedom Church, giving all those answers. That is fantastic. All those questions. Of you. Yeah, all, all those, those questions. Yeah. And I am... Like, I have a love-hate relationship with the Red or Green series because I do. I get great insight into my church family and, and with the question they're asking. I hate it because they they ask some really hard questions like, gosh, darn it, now i got to really dig and it makes me work. But in the end, it makes me stronger and better. And I think all of us stronger and better. And so I love it again. Well, with that being said, let's jump into the, to the first question that uh, came up. All right, so, let's do it. In reference to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, are our dearly departed loved ones looking down upon us and maybe praying for us? And should we be mindful of this fact? All right. So first off, Hebrews 12, 1, uh, you guys are not looking at it. So I'm going to read this scripture for you so we get a basis for what it's even talking about. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Oh, that's so awesome. And it's an amazing verse. Now, the question Stephen is being asked about, um, are, you know, this cr crowd of witnesses, who is this? And we're surrounded by them. Is this our family members looking down on us? And so, I mean, it's easy to look at that and say, oh, my gosh, we've got a huge crowd of witnesses, you know, and, and so maybe it is. Is grandma or grandpa watching me? And I'm going to kind of 
just very quickly just jump right to the answer. The answer is no in the sense of this verse. And what is it talking about? Uh, the very first word in this verse is therefore. And it's chapter 12, verse 1. It says therefore. And anytime you have a therefore in Scripture, you need to look and see what is the therefore, therefore. And the previous chapter is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. It goes through all these uh, people in the Old Testament and how they live this great life of faith. Uh, they face fears and they continue to just uh, obey God despite those fears. And so another way that you can look at what does what is Hebrews 12.1 really trying to say? Therefore, since we have so many tried and true examples of faith that I just laid out, boom, 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 look at them all in chapter 11. Since we have so many people who have, who have attested to this faith, go and run this race with endurance that God has set before you. So the, the theme of this verse is really living out a life of faith. It's not talking about uh, these. this cloud of witnesses are the people who have lived the faith that it just talked about in, in chapter 11. So it's not really talking about what we think about with grandma or grandpa looking down on us, which would be nice. It's really talking about the the people that are talked about in chapter 11 and it's saying, hey, you can do it too. You can live a life of faith too. Um, in fact, um, instead of focusing on our loved ones in heaven, it, the next verse, chapter uh, verse 2 says, how do we do this? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. So the focus of this verse is like living a life of faith, focused in on who? Not our loved ones, but on, on Jesus. I just learned something kind of like right now. Um, it's the idea of uh, going to a Hall of Fame like Cooperstown and being like in awe of the people there and being inspired to do better. Mm, yes. Not grandma and grandpa being there watching you speeding down the road and being embarrassed of you. So it's a thing of inspiration, not of guilt. Yeah, so you, you don't have to worry. You, the focus is not, because part of the question is, should I be mindful of the fact that they're looking down on me? And again, this verse really isn't talking about them looking down on me. It's like, hey, grandma and grandpa, you could use them as an example. Uh, my, my grandparents, they were models of faith. And in fact, when they passed away, I, w I wasn't so concerned about them watching down on me. I'm just like, man, I want to live up to their example. Another question that we have is, I hear people praying to Jesus, and I was taught to pray in Jesus' name. Should we pray in Jesus' name, or should we pray to God? And what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, it's the tagline at the at the end. Um, I always laugh because growing up, um, I would I'm from Missouri, and so the prayers would start out with "Our Father art in heaven," and I was like, "Who's art? And why is he our, <laughs> our Father art in heaven?" And so sometimes you get some of these weird. Um, prayers from people, and it would always make me laugh that I'm like, is God's name Art? Because he keeps praying our Father Art. But we would tag on in Jesus' name, and quite honestly, like Jesus says, he's like, hey, this is John 14, 13. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son of, can, can bring glory to the Father. Now, for me growing up as a teenager, that was awesome, because Jesus became Santa Claus. Just tack that on in Jesus' name, and man, let's let's pray for it and get it. Uh, but quite honestly, like looking at this, is it is not a magic formula. Prayer, God, faith, life. You, you are not doing some sort of Harry Potter um, 
incantation and saying, well, I put this on and so now it's going to happen. Um, when you're praying in Jesus' name, which is a good thing, a couple things. You're praying in his authority, all right? So I, when I pray in Jesus' name, I, I'm saying it's on his authority and not mine. Like Jesus is the one, the authority. He's the boss here. Um, so I'm in agreement with that. I'm also, when you pray in someone's name, you're praying in, like, according to their character and who they are. So, Stephen, if you were to go and do something and you're, you're, you're starting to use my name or name drop me, and but you're doing it in such a way that is causing me to look bad, and so, like, we're going to have problems. You mean, like, hoping that the Broncos win the Super Bowl? Yeah, and you're if you're, I don't know, just if, if some way, if you're claiming, hey, I'm doing this as a representative of, of Mike Brake, but you're using my name kind of in vain or whatever, um, you know, that, well, that's a good example. Using Jesus's name in vain. Yeah, it that pertains to like using Jesus's name as a swear word or cuss word. But quite honestly, the way we live our life can, you know, I claim to be a Christian and a Christ follower. But the way I live my life is contrary to the way he lived his life or I'm unloving or I'm hateful or whatever. I'm using his name in vain because I'm claiming his name. I'm right. doing things in his name, but contrary to his character. So it's, you know, when I say I'm praying in Jesus name, I'm, I'm doing it on his basis of his authority, what he accomplished on the cross. He did it all. So I'm saying he's the boss, but I'm also doing it on his character. Does it matter if we pray to Jesus or to God and the Father or to the Holy Spirit? Ooh. All right. That's that's a good question. So you got the Trinity, God the Father, you got God the Son, Jesus, and you have God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, depending on if we're going charismatic. <laughs> um, I did a little bit of looking into this. Jesus would often pray to the Father, you know, our Father in heaven. So everything where Jesus prayed, he wasn't praying to himself, never prayed to the Spirit. He's praying to the Father. There's some examples in the New Testament of believers um, that are praying to Jesus. Stephen, when he's stoned, he, he not not with marijuana, but stoned to death with rocks, he looks up and he kind of cries out to Jesus. In Revelation, uh, near the end, where it's like, please, Lord Jesus, come quickly. You know, this this cry, this prayer that comes out to Jesus. Um, now, I could be wrong on this because I'm no New Testament uh, scholar, but my quick research into this said there's zero examples in Scripture of anyone praying to the Holy Spirit. Again, I could be wrong. Someone could be a Bible nerd and say, no, nope, actually. But um, regardless, even if there isn't, uh, we see the, those three, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, they're three in one. They're the Trinity. They're all God. And so it wouldn't be wrong to pray to the Holy Spirit. In fact, I, I do quite a bit. Um, it's when I'm praying um, at church on a Sunday morning, I'll say, Holy Spirit, come speak. Because part of the Holy Spirit's job, his role, is to, to speak right to our soul. God's Spirit speaking to us. To be present, to be near. Uh, you know, Jesus in the flesh is probably not going to show up on a church service, right? He could if he wanted to, I guess, but not going to happen. Who's going to show up? The Holy Spirit uh, to speak. So, I, you know, to me in that sense, I'll be like, Holy, you know, Holy Spirit come. I'm not really too concerned about it. Again, you can pray to God, you can pray to Jesus, you can pray to the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes when I'm praying in public, I will pray in Jesus' name because we know in our culture, God can represent a whole lot of different things to a lot of different people. And when I pray to Jesus, that gets very specific. And so sometimes um, I've been in some settings where I'm like, nope, I'm praying in Jesus' name today because they're going to know we're praying to Jesus and not just some random God who they think it is. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, praying in Jesus' name is very good for showing, uh, especially today's culture, um, what you believe in. Um, And I can see how that's a very important thing for things like when you're praying at the pond or things like that, just like, this is who we believe in. And there's no other question. Well, and hundred percent. And you mentioned the pond, Ashley pond, and we've done that where we've done Christmas Eve service and you're going to have a whole lot of people come on a Christmas Eve service. You have Christians, but you're going to have family members. You're going to have, so the family members who are in town, they may be atheist or Buddhist or just different religions are there. Cause you know, the family said, let's go. And it's, it's a nice night. It's what we, it's a traditional thing on Christmas Eve, but I make no bones about on Christmas Eve. Listen, we we're worshiping Jesus here. I'm praying in Jesus name and not everyone's going to accept that. That's fine. But it's also, I think, to just be fair, say, who am I honoring? Who am I praying to in that case? And the next question talks about, like, where do we pray? Like, we pray everywhere. But also, like, what does the Bible say about how to pray, when to pray, and where should I pray? Okay, let's talk about when and and where. I think it's going to depend on kind of what, what you're doing and, and at what time. Like, Jesus gives the example. He's like, hey, when you go to pray... This is in Matthew 6. He's like, don't be like the hypocrites who, who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues. I tell you the truth, that is the reward that they will get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to the Father in private. Uh, then your Father who sees everything will reward you. And, and so, you know, he talks about doing it in secret, but certainly there's times when you can pray publicly, and that's not forbidden or, or wrong, uh, too, so to pray in a, in a group setting. One for me is, you know, this is common in our culture. You'll see a post on social media. Hey, please pray for so-and-so. They're going to the emergency room or, you know, my, you know, whatever. And then you'll see these comments of a prayer emoji or praying or something like that. Or someone, you know, will meet you at church or at the store and they'll share something like, well, I'll be praying for you. It's just kind of the, it's the nice thing to do. But a lot of us, and I'll just say, I'll say me, not us. I'll go off and totally forget that conversation even happened and forget to pray. Well, I've learned when I say I'm going to pray for somebody, I don't have to pray out loud um, right right then and there. But a lot of times I will pray right then and there in my head for the thing that I said I'd pray about. Sometimes I'll pray with that person out loud and say, hey, can I pray with you right here about that? And that's perfectly fine, too. But I'm going to hold up my end of the bargain and pray. There's another verse, I don't have the address of it, but it's like Paul says, hey, I pray without ceasing. And so just finding those moments throughout the day to just give a quick prayer of thanksgiving or a quick prayer of, hey, I'm worried and anxious about this. Or a quick prayer, just uh, it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Just But that uh, to me, that's that kind of continual thing where God's on my mind. He's not an afterthought throughout the day. And these are not long one-hour prayers. You know, I'm sitting in the quiet in my closet, you know, meditating for hours. No, this is like within five seconds. There are some times when, yeah, I do need to get into quiet, into solitude, and a longer type prayer is needed. But I I guess I just try to exercise a whole bunch 
of different ones. It's not just one way or when or where. It seems like uh, maybe even the, the prayer that he's talking about right there in Matthew chapter 6 is uh, taking your private prayers public. Because it makes sense for pastors to pray at the services or for worship leaders to pray in public. But you're not up there praying your personal prayers in front of everybody saying, hey, look at me. Yeah, it asks the question about how to pray. Which is a question that the disciples asked Jesus, hey, teach us how to pray. And that's where we get the Lord's Prayer. Um, I'm not going to break that down. Um, I've done sermons on it before. And I think a mistake that we've made, and I, this isn't for everyone, but I would say we have made that a liturgical thing that we just, we say it. But when you, anybody would agree with this, when you say that, that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Without thinking about what you're saying, it's just, you know, I'm just repeating a line from memory. What is that even doing? I, you know, what is, what is prayer, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it's like, I'm trying to communicate with God. So I'm going to give you four, four things here, Stephen, an acronym. So if you're listening, uh, you can write these down, but these have really helped me. Uh, the acronym is ACTS, A-C-T-S, and the A stands for Adoration. So this is a great way to start out prayer. Um, if I'm starting out a prayer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say prayers of adoration of God, who you are. Uh, you are all-knowing. You are all-powerful. You are sovereign. You are great. You are good. Like just things that just I'm going to start ripping off the, the characteristics that I know of God to be true um, and, and just set that as my foundation of a prayer. So A is adoration. C is confession. And so I'm going to just talk about, hey, God, here's where I screwed up. Here's where I am really jacked up. Here's where I'm struggling. Um, I'm going to get out a lot of junk in that area and just be real with God in confession. The T is Thanksgiving. I've, I've started off, here's God, here's who you are. Confession, here's where I'm at. Let me just list so many things that I'm grateful for. And so this is a lot, actually a lot of my prayers have been in the Thanksgiving mode. And, and so I'm praying and thanking God, uh, for whatever I'm trying to, even if I don't like the circumstances around me, I'm praying and thanking God for what he's doing inside of me, building character and all these sorts of things. So Thanksgiving and the S stands for supplication. I need a, I needed an S that's a big word. What is supplication? But that's where I start asking requests. You know, so a lot of times, Hey, heal this person, help this person, be with this person, or God help me, I need help. Um, that's, I'm, I'm kind of saving that last. It's not to say that this is the only way to pray. This is just has been something helpful for me. But that's where, the, at the end, that's where I start tacking on, hey God, I need, I need your help here, and that sort of stuff. How, do you, how, is it, how does that prayer life look for you, Stephen, when, when someone says, hey, how do I pray? Uh, what are some things that stand out to you? So I've also used the ACTS acronym for, for many years, and I love it. I always forget about it, <laughs> but um, I like it because it puts your mind and your spirit in the right context. Oh, there's too many times that I go to God saying, hey, God, I need help with this. I need wisdom. I need whatever. But it's just like that last ditch thing of like, oh, no. Whereas when you have the time and you go in with uh, purpose and with intentionality and you're like, all right, no, I need to put myself in. This is who God is. This is who I am and where I am. Thank God that I'm not where I should be. 
yeah that's when you can ask questions and ask for things in a humble spirit um the other thing that i've i've had is like especially when i'm praying like right before reading scripture just saying thank you god for this time i have with you and open my eyes to what you want to tell me and then at the end be like thank you for this those little things make such a big difference and maybe it's just because it puts my heart in the right place yeah well I don't know about you, but I struggle a lot with anxiety and this in, in COVID, I realized this scripture, Philippians chapter four, and it's been like, Oh God, he has given us a, uh, a formula for anxiety. And it's in uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six. And I've, I've just taken ownership of, of this verse. It says, don't worry about anything. Or in some translations, don't be anxious. It's like, uh, easy, yeah, easy for you to say, I got plenty to worry about, right? but he says, instead, pray about everything. Okay. So prayer, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. All right. So pray, tell him, thank him. There's the Thanksgiving. So prayer, which is trust and Thanksgiving, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So you're going to go live it out in Christ Jesus, then you have the peace. So I want peace for my anxiety. Well, pray. And there's a there's a pastor uh, named Chad Veach from Zoe Church out in California. He wrote a book. He says, um, you're worried about everything because you pray about nothing. And it's about this verse where he's like, don't, he flips it. He's like, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And that, that title says it all right there. He's like, I'm worried about everything because I pray about nothing. And so he's bringing that into focus uh, on on how do we pray, when do we pray, where do we pray. Let's let's pray about everything. I think you accidentally uh, started tripping into one of the next questions. And um, it says, uh, if God knows what we need and what will happen, why do we pray? Why do we pray? And, and this is a great question. I mean, God knows. Oh, it's God a does, great question. God God does know. I think that's why we saved it for last. God knows. <laughs> Uh, he's already got everything planned out. He knows who's, you know, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do tomorrow. He's got the numbers on my hair, uh, numbers of hair on my head counted, you know, like it seems pointless and meaningless to pray, which you can make that theological argument, but that's definitely not the instruction we get in scripture where it's all these things talking about praying and trusting. And so I'm going to give you four things, Stephen, that have helped me understand why pray. And the first one is that word trust. When I pray, I'm kind of acknowledging I can't. I there's a there's an idea of life or a struggle or a circumstance that I can't I can't solve it. I need help. I am dependent, and so prayer is an expression of trust. I, I am I am saying I can't, and I'm trusting God that you can, even if you're not going to. I still trust that you can. So trust is what? Why do I pray? Trust it expresses my trust to God. It also, in in doing so, will grow my trust in God. Absolutely. So I'm I am I am fueling my trust in in God. Second thing besides trust, it's not just about trust, although that's a big one. Love. This is all about a relationship. I'm not doing. I'm not praying out of some ritual or religion because I have to. God loves me. I love God. He wants a relationship with me. Prayer is the avenue God has given us to communicate with him is prayer. And he says, you got access to my throne 
24-7. This is the vehicle, prayer, to communicate, to, to, to build, for me to communicate with Him. God delights in you talking to Him. And so it's a, a form of, of love and building the relationship. So trust, love, building that relationship. Three, I pray because God moves. We see over and over and over in Scripture. Now, I can't always explain this. There's, there's a mystery to God. I don't know why God answers some prayers and doesn't answer other prayers. But we do see that God moves according to our prayers. Uh, one of the, the ones that I love comes out of Daniel. It's this little hidden text in Daniel chapter 10, uh, where an angel comes to David to Daniel and says, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. So he's like, hey, as soon as you started praying, Daniel, man, your request was heard in heaven. Now, this angel who visited him says, I've come to answer your prayer. That's awesome. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to the people in the future for the visions concerning a time yet to come. Now time out. What in the world? <laughs> you got spirit princes and battling for 21 days and all this sort of stuff. Like, listen, it's one of the few spots in scripture where we're getting, getting some sort of behind the scenes glimpse of some sort of spiritual kingdom aspect that's going on that we'll never see or know, but Man, obviously something was happening, and what kicked it off? Daniel's prayer. You know, Jesus says over and over and over and over and over again. He's like, ask, seek, knock. He tells parables of like, don't stop asking, keep asking. I want you to talk to me. I want you to pray. I want you to keep seeking, keep knocking. Don't stop. James, um, in the book of James, James, Jesus's brother, he he has this thing where he's like, you don't have. Because you don't ask. So my question to you right right now, if God answered all of your prayers from this past week, what would have changed? Now, for a lot of us, that is an incredibly humbling for, for question. For me, that is totally stepping on my toes. You don't have because you don't ask. You don't ask because you're questioning, can I even trust this God? Uh, you know, or we just don't even think about it. We're not intentional. We're just going in, buying some some gummies and popcorn with extra butter and not even thinking about the price that we're paying when, man, there is some eternal consequences to our prayer. Like God is moving. Um, some of those prayers may not be answered in our own lifetime. Someone might be praying for revival in Los Alamos, but that may not happen in our generation, but that doesn't mean God hasn't answered it. He just didn't answer it on our timeline. And so all these, these admonitions to keep asking, to keep seeking, to keep knocking, um, man, I, I, I think we've got to recognize why do I pray? Because there's eternal significance happening here. I, you know, I asked the question, you know, what if God answered all of your prayers in, you know, in the last week? And you're like, well, I didn't really I prayed for God to be with somebody, but what does that even mean? <laughs> like, okay, God was be like, get specific, pray big prayers. What if God answered one of those? Like, what if you prayed like a hundred big prayers, but then he just answered one? 
that'd be pretty amazing. It'd be better than what I would have had by praying zero prayers in the past week. So I just want to challenge you there. Keep and praying, and, and let's see what God does because he moves. So fourth thing is just all of this. Why are we doing this again? To give God glory. To give him all the adoration. So why do I pray? Because this is an avenue to give him the glory, to give him the credit. Glory looks good on him, not on me. And so when I'm praying, I'm why do I pray? It's showing that I trust him, that I need help, I need a savior. It's building my relationship with him. I'm communicating with him. Man, I didn't say this, but just in building that relationship, like be real. Oh my gosh. Like be humble and at the same time be real so I can, man, there's times when I pray and my prayer is angry, questioning, God, I hate you. God, I hate this. God, where are you? Like I'm always going to love God, but there is times when I'm not happy with him. And I think it's okay to be real and he can take that honest back and forth conversation. Now, uh, pretty much every time when I come at God hard and be like, where are you? Okay, that's a great one. I'll give you an example. There's one time I was praying. I was like, God, I don't understand. Where are you? Where have you been? And he goes, Mike, where are you? And where have you been? He just took the same question and threw it right back at me. I'm like, Okay, I've been doing my own thing, walking away from you, not paying attention to you. I haven't been anywhere near you. know, I'm mad at God because he didn't when I'm the one who walked away. He was there the whole time. So, you know, he usually finds a way when I get raw with him to show me lovingly, um, you know, that little nudge of correction that I need. But one of the things that came to mind while you're talking about that is it reminded me of uh, maybe the first podcast that we did. Uh, and that was titled God works through those who work might be a God works through those who pray. Yeah, absolutely. God works through people who work and, um, those who are, are praying. Now, if you're getting overwhelmed with this, like, oh my gosh, I don't even pray or whatever. It does, again, keep it simple, keep it simple, have a conversation, acknowledge him throughout the day, prayers of Thanksgiving. Um, I, I do, do not overthink this. Just be you, be real, be honest. Steven, any final thoughts? Any takeaways? Uh, just a reminder of just how much I need to pray and how much I don't pray. And how, you know, there's a challenge to see how my life might be next week, how different it might be if, you know, I was praying big prayers. Yeah. I think to me, my, my takeaway is, is to be more specific in my prayer, uh, to ask for, for some bigger things. To me, I, I'll walk away with that. But also, I'm not going to guilt myself over this. I think, again, it's just come back to intentionality. When I don't think about it, I'm not going to do it. Um, and to me, this give, it just brings it back into focus. And for me, most of my prayers are 30-second are prayers, 10-second prayers. Uh, I don't have an hour. Uh, I, I probably do. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and meditate for an hour and just neglect everything that's going on. I, I'm going to kind of do this on the go, but I'm going to stop, like stop the busyness, focus the attention on God, give him a prayer of Thanksgiving or God, I need some help with this next meeting that I'm getting ready to walk into kind of pause, breathe for a second and kind of get a, a bigger perspective of what's taking place in my day. And I need to do that more often um, throughout the day to acknowledge him. 
One other thing that's helped me is this. I got this from Jan White, a good friend of mine, and it's been it was super helpful. She talked about just in a way in her prayers, picturing a conversation with God, like envisioning him if you're walking out on the hike or walk, you know, going for a walk in the street, picture him walking with you. Or if you're sitting at the table in your quiet time and you're having a coffee and reading your Bible, picture him sitting across the table from you. So when I'm praying, I'm not closing my eyes or bowing my head or you can do that or whatever. And there's times when posture, I'll, I'll get down on my knees and bow down. You know, posture in prayer can, can totally change the way you pray. But a lot of times it'll be conversational. So I will be on a walk. And if you saw me, you'd think I'm crazy because who's that guy talking to himself on the street? But you know, I'm just like, I'm picturing Jesus walking with me and we're just having a conversation. And so that's been super helpful uh, for me uh, to just picture Jesus with me throughout the day, wherever I'm at. And I'm just talking to him in a conversational. So I don't have to fold my hands and close my eyes and bow my head. It's just me being me. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. If you got something out of this, like you got a takeaway, uh, we, we call them next steps at Freedom Church. I want to know. We want to hear. Uh, give us some encouragement. Shoot a, something in our inbox. Find us on Instagram. Shoot an email to freedomla.church at gmail.com. And just say, hey, I got, I got a prayer next step. Something that let us know, hey, you listened to this, but you got something. Uh, like, rate, or review this podcast. You can share it in the comments as well. Uh, share this on social media. Uh, again, that's going to get the word out, helps the algorithm, all those things. But I mean, we want to take these journeys with you this summer on taking those next steps of faith. So if you got something, we'd love to hear that and dialogue back and forth with you. Uh, again, we're doing the summer podcast series so you can take next steps of faith while you're away. We understand many of you, you're out at the movies or you are camping or going to the beach or somewhere. I saw people in Europe. I'm like, oh man, that looks amazing. Uh, maybe you're at the pool. Maybe you're at home. I don't, you know, for us, we just want to uh, stay connected while we're away. If you are in town in Los Alamos, join us uh, in person at Aspen. We are going through the, the top six questions for our Q&A series that you are not going to want to miss. And also these conversations, they are there. You know, if you're asking the question and people are voting on them, chances are there are people uh, in Los Alamos who are asking the same question. So these are great weeks to invite someone to come and join you and check it out. If you want to know what questions we're asking on which dates and, and, and talking about, they're on our social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. You can just look, search up Freedom Church Los Alamos. So, Stephen, thank you for a wonderful conversation today on prayer. Thank you to Disney Plus for non-sponsor sponsoring us uh, today so we can have this conversation. And if you want to sponsor us, hey, shoot us an email. And uh, we look forward to seeing each of you uh, online next week.